0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kitchen Chat. This is your host, Margaret McSweeney, and I'm delighted you are joining me virtually here in my Chicagoland kitchen. We have a very, very special guest today, the author of Mexico, the cookbook, and we are going to go on an incredible culinary journey across the regions of Mexico, sampling the flavors and the traditions and the beautiful culture in that country, our neighbor, so so, anyway, welcome to Kitchen Chat, Margarita Carrillo Aronte. Welcome to Kitchen great, Chat. Great. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And that's a beautiful, beautiful name. Oh, I'm so excited about this Kitchen Chat, Margarita. I, I've been reading this Beautifully, beautifully done and very large book featuring 650 recipes from Mexico. It's like the uh, Mexican joy of cooking, and you are like the Julia Child of Mexico. So this is oh, such an I honor. Wish. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> such an honor to have you on the show. And I, I can't wait for the listeners to, to really get a flavor of, of the different types of indigenous uh, food that have resulted in this incredible cuisine and how it combines different cu- different you know cultures and and just how it has become a taste of home throughout many regions and and listeners this was what was such a surprise to me that you know in 2012 Mexican food sales uh, you know and exports were eight. Billion That's including salsa, tortilla ch- chips, and tequila. That's an incredible statistic. And 11 billion sales are anticipated by 2018. So, you know, this is quite a huge trend that is continuing as In everyday kitchens, we somehow incorporate a bit of the Mexican flavor, whether it's salsa or guacamole or or some of the other wonderful things that that come from Mexico. So thank you for giving us a finer appreciation of the food uh, throughout Mexico, Margarita. This is so much fun. No, thank you. It was really
1: a challenge to make this book. I, I thought I was going to, I was never going to finish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's so big, but you know, the, the first time I sent the material to the Fidem people, it was 1,500. Oh my goodness, 1,500 pages. <laughs> <It is> 1,600 <laughs> recipes. And I told Emma Robertson, I told her, Because she was surprised and she said, do you want me to publish this? And I said, well, no, it's for you to choose. And I had already selected. It was already, you know, going through the strainer to select because Mexican food is so vast. Yeah. And according to the regions in Mexico, you have completely different cuisines.
0: Yes and this is what is so fascinating because I, I'm just so excited you're expanding our palates with some of the different regions and and some of the foods that kind of popped popped off the be- the beautiful pages of your book. I have never sampled um Nopalus, the cactus paddles. Could you please share a little bit of insight and in, in terms of how these became popular and, and part of um, you know a lot of
1: dishes there in Mexico? Yes, we we eat them all over Mexico. Nopalitos are everyday food. It's the the leaves from from the nopal from a certain special cactus in mexico and we we boil them or just dry fry them or barbecue them oh. or you know steam them we eat them in many many as a salad in tamales in ice cream, in cookies, <laughs> in tortillas. And we eat them so many ways. They're delicious and very healthy.
0: Oh, that is amazing. And I also read with interest that you wrote, they are very healthy and are often yes. used during Lent as a meat replacement.
1: Yes, yes. Also mushrooms, nopales, mushrooms, quelites, you know, the wild mushrooms, yes. the wild greens and a lot of the Mexican food is vegetarian naturally hmm. because in this part of the world that I, that includes from Alaska to Tierra del Fuego, there was no cattle. We, we didn't have any cattle of any kind, no cows, hen, goat, sheep, pork, nothing. But it was everything hunt, fishing, and recollection. But in what is the U.S. and Canada... You had, uh, bison and buffalo. Yes. And also venison mm-hmm. and, and wild boar. And, and in, in Mexico, we had turkey and rabbit also. All, all, all the American continent, we had venison, rabbit, and wild boar. In the north, in Canada and the U.S., you had venison and, and buffalo. We had turkey. And then in South America, they had llamas and vicuñas and, you know, plus everything else and a lot of vegetables.
0: Yes, and it was so interesting to read, Margarita, that uh, really people were mainly vegetarians, as you were describing, and that the warriors, the elite, would only have access. The Mayans or Aztecs, was it, would only have um, access if you were an elite or a warrior to the meat. So, that is fascinating. Another wonderful um, food plant I enjoyed reading about is the agave. And, of course, with blue agave, I recently did a, a tequila kitchen chat, um, which was really fun. But the agave really is making quite, I guess, an appearance in everyday cuisine here with the agave syrup. Yes. Yes, used as a uh, substitute for sugar and, and everything. So it's-
1: Yeah, the, the agave syrup, yes. And and, uh, diabetics can eat agave syrup.
0: So that's another Mexican uh, export here. And I loved reading about the ancient art of the tortilla. Could you share with listeners a little bit about the history of that? Oh,
1: yeah. Tortillas are fantastic because, uh, you know, corn is from Mexico. And through the, I think it's called slake in English but I'm not sure but it's nixtamalization we we boil the the corn the dry corn with um with a little bit of uh limestone and then let it soak overnight and then the next day you wash it rinse it very well grind it and then you have masa oh. and with this masa you make tortillas and with with masa you make 700 different dishes with corn masa. Amazing. And the tortillas, mm-hmm. you can see that they are flexible, very, very, very thin, and they can be a plate, a spoon, a napkin also, because you see people eating in the cornfields, they, they clean their mouth, you know, with the same tortilla. <laughs> and it's, the, it's so natural. It, it has nothing that makes you, that hurts you. Hmm. And it's very nourishing. And through mixtamalizacion, the calcio stays there. It increases 20 times the amount of calcium that corn has. It keeps the niacina, and it turns into a very nourishing cereal. And then the, the tortilla is fantastic.
0: Yes, especially with some chihuahua cheese and the oh, yes. wonderful no, but if you cheeses. Just,
1: if you just put it on the stove slowly, it turns toasted. And instead of having a slice of white bread, which is all processed, yeah, you have this tortilla, which is natural. It's corn. And then you have the nourishing and you don't put on weight. And that's the operative
0: word as well, (laughs) especially (laughs) as the holiday season's approach, for sure. Now, I think, you know, it's so interesting to look at some of the recipes highlighted, for example, corn soup. I think that would be a beautiful addition on the, especially Thanksgiving
1: holiday table. Can you share a little bit about the recipe for that? It's so delicious. But you have to use the white corn because the yellow corn you have here, it's sweet. Hm. Yeah, that's and true. Our, that is our true. corn is not sweet. Oh, okay. And you have to add uh, some uh chile poblano uh, stripes like Julienne. It gives it a very special flavor. It's delicious.
0: Oh, that sounds great. And this caught my eye, too. Once again, back to the cactus paddle, the cactus paddle soup. Now, how in the world, Margarita, do you... I don't know, this, this is the word, unprickle, uh, <laughs> prickly cactus without, you know, ending up in the emergency room because you have little uh, thorns all over. How do you oh, no. make you, it what, what
1: you do is, well, you buy them already unthorned. Oh, okay, but okay. <laughs> in Mexico, and you you can buy them here. I saw them last night in the supermarket. Ah, great. I saw them last night here. I'm in San Antonio, and, and they sell them already... Already cleaned and chopped. Oh,
0: so you that just makes have it to easy. cook them. Okay, then I think I can try that. I can't wait to, to yes, taste. Yes, no, but uh...
1: very carefully, grab <laughs> from from one side and with a knife with the other hand, to peel off the the thorns. Ah, okay, okay. It's very very simple. Okay, that's that's good to hear. And and uh, yes, please. and then you cook and you make your broth with. Chile and onion and garlic and epazote, something that gives it a special flavor. You know, our Mexican cuisine is very much perfumed. It's always, mm. it smells delicious, always. It has a, a herb that makes it special. And what are some of these herbs that are used? Uh, epazote. And depends on on the region but uh, hoja de aguacate wild avocado leaf or but mainly cilantro and epazote are the most common
0: yes okay so I want to pronounce it right epazote that's e-p-a-z-o-t-e is that the one yes Yes. and it says you write that it's one of Mexico's most important herbs
1: what exactly is it yeah it's, it's a herb that uh if you smell it like that it smells delicious but when you cook it mm it's <laughs> much better. Oh that I'm going to have to look for episote. Um, yes yes and, and and put it in a in a vegetable soup Ooh. or with mushrooms is a wonderful marriage. <laughs>
0: great that sounds like a wedding ceremony I'd like to attend. <laughs> yes and black beans with a pasote are great. Oh Yes, yes, because there's a lot of black beans, of course. And, and what is the origination of that part of the cuisine in Mexico, with the black
1: beans and rice? Uh, well, rice is not ours. Okay. Rice was brought to us by the Spaniards. Oh. Beans is, is yeah, beans are Mexican. This comes from the cornfields, we call them milpa, which is a system. It's a it's a very complex system, because you know our uh, field workers plant the corn, and it grows upward. Mm-hmm. Then next to the corn they plant the beans, and the bean is a is a plant that goes grows around upwards. Okay. So it, it holds itself from the corn. Then hmm. they plant the pumpkin, which grows horizontally. Ah, yes, that makes sense. And it takes the space between one corn plant and the other. Okay, so really
0: just a very efficient use of planting and strategic
1: Of course, and, and one plant leaves the, the elements in the soil mm-hmm. that the other plant needs, and it, it, it equilibrates the content of nutrients in the soil. I
0: love that. Nature at its best, kind of a co-op.
1: <laughs> yes, and in, in the in the beginning of each line of, of corn, they plant chile, ah. so it helps the bugs. And, and then they let the hen and the chicken free, so these animals eat the little grasshoppers or animals that uh, can damage the corn, and they eat them, and then they... And they poo-poo there, and so they, there's uh, food for the soil too.
0: Yes, oh, the whole, uh, that is so neat, the cycle of nature to see yes, that. the
1: whole cycle of nature is in this, is very, very intelligent, and this is a uh, something that uh Mexico also gave to the world.
0: Yes, yes. And that's a great
1: gift. Another yeah, interest. Plus cacao and vanilla. And oh, and
0: yes. Vanilla. Oh, my goodness. Can you please share with the listeners about Mexican vanilla? I've always heard about the exquisite taste of Mexican vanilla. What makes this so special? If you could share a bit about that.
1: Yes, you know, vanilla is from Mexico. It's not oh, from Madagascar. I did not Van- realize that. Yes, yes. The French took it from <laughs> uh, from uh, from Mexico, from Veracruz, and border with Puebla and Oaxaca. They they took it from Mexico to Europe and to Madagascar, but it's from Mexico, wow. and it's the original. It's the wild vanilla that still grow in Mexico. Well, mm. it's not wild. You, you you have to work in order to get the bean. You know the the long bean. Yes. And yes. then it takes a very careful process that you have to take care of it and then dry it, sun dry it, and turn it and be in be, be very careful that it doesn't rain on the vanilla and it takes a lot, a lot of effort to grow vanilla. I know. it's a lot. There is a lot of hand work.
0: Hmm. And this was is from as you said the Vera Cruz area. Now, yes, where, Vera Cruz. Yes, is from that Papantla?
1: North? From Papantla, Veracruz. Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh It went all over the world.
0: Wow! And Vera Cruz on a map. Where would, which part of which region in Mexico would it's that be? It's in the in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, okay. Okay, so that is where vanilla is grown. So if you can kind of take us across Mexico and maybe highlight some of the cuisines or, or food items, such as vanilla, that the regions are known for. So we started in Veracruz, and, and what are some other regions and, and foods Oh, we from- have <laughs> so
1: many wonderful things. You have to go to Tabasco to find cacao, Ah. And the the cacao trees and they 're great they 're ah. great and there, there's so many things people have to go to to Mexico and take these tours through the the, the food uh, ways you know there are people like Ricardo Muñoz Urita, a wonderful Mexican chef, Ooh. that organizes food tours, and he takes people. To the growing the re- the Chile growing region and the cacao growing area and many many there's also Susana Trilling this American chef that has lived has lived in Mexico for twenty something years. And th- there's many people who does this. Yes. And take persons who are interested in learning more and interested in learning the real thing.
0: Right, right. Well, here in Chicago, we are so grateful to Chef Rick Bayless for bringing oh, yes. a taste of Mexico into <laughs> Chicago. groups,
1: you know. Rick Bayless takes yes. groups to Mexico oh, uh, wow. For for knowing the real thing. Oh. Oh, that will be fascinating.
0: Yes, and just to have a culinary and, and tour. He's
1: very very serious and very professional. Yes. I I like him very much. I admire his work and I respect his work very yes. much. Yes. I know him personally. He's oh,
0: great. <laughs> that is great. Well, as I said, here in Chicago, and we are just so proud that he is a chef and resident, and has brought us frontera and all the wonderful Mexican taste. But this book, Margarita, it just truly is for those who aren't able to go on a physical culinary tour of Mexico. Your yes. book, yes. your beautiful <laughs> I- book, sure takes that us in there. Chicago,
1: you can find all the ingredients. Okay. And that's
0: going to be fun. I am going to challenge myself for Thanksgiving to make the corn soup. I think I can do that for sure. But I might challenge myself too, to make that cactus paddle soup and write a blog about cooking with cactus. (laughs) Yeah. You will see how good it is. I can't wait. I think this is going to be so much fun. But meanwhile, listeners, I'm going to definitely provide a link to Margarita's beautiful book, Mexico, the cookbook. Just, it's so authentic and, and just, Rich, rich—it's like a rich stew of the culture and the cuisine and the heritage and and the wonderful ingredients that originate there in Mexico. So, thank you so much, Margarita Carrillo Aronte, for being yeah, on
1: <laughs> Kitchen Chat. This no, was so really, much fun. I encourage your listeners to try and be wild. I mean, what do they have to lose? Just a few ingredients. Yes. And if they get it right that they will, they will be so happy eating authentic Mexican healthy food. Yes.
0: Oh, I love that. And Mexican food is healthy and all those wonderful benefits. I never realized about masa and vanilla right there originating in Vera Cruz. I have such an even greater appreciation of the taste of Mexico. Thank you so very much, Margarita. Oh, thank for, you, Margarita. Uh, thank you,
1: Margaret. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
0: yes, we're both Margaritas.
1: <laughs> yes. So
0: I'll toast you with a Margarita with uh, (laughs) let's celebrate with a margarita (laughs) (laughs) sounds wonderful thank you so much there is a very good
1: recipe of margarita in the book I
0: will have to mark that too and and, uh, listeners you too can uh, check out all these wonderful recipes and culinary history with Mexico the cookbook and thank you again margarita for being on kitchen chat thank you and
1: I hope you have as very successful Mexican cooking.
0: Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you for staying connected with me on Kitchen Chat on Facebook. That's one word, Kitchen Chat. On Twitter, at McSweeney, Instagram, Margaret McSweeney. It's so great to hear from you. Please tune into my YouTube channel, Margaret McSweeney, and check out some of the One Take Tuesdays where I explore exotic fruits and vegetables, compliments of Melissa's produce, to sample and share with you. And remember, during these busy days, please just take a moment and savor the day.